You're listening to Culture Matters, a podcast of the Village Church. This is Adam Graffin. <laughs> Graffin? <laughs> That's just a little freestyle for me. <laughs> Thought I'd improv on my name. <laughs> Adam Graffin. <laughs> and I'm here to say I rock the mic in the coolest way. <laughs> This is Adam Griffin, and I'm here as usual with my co-host, Adam Hawkins. Adam, how are you today? What's good, man? (laughs) What's good is that today we are doing an episode, a conversation with our special guest, Jackie Hill Perry. We'll be talking about music, culture, and hip-hop music. Adam, are you excited? I'm really excited. I'm a big fan of Jackie's. Good. And Jamal Clark will be joining us. Jamal is uh, from I Am Too Talented, which is a ministry uh, to teenagers that teaches them hip-hop and the gospel. Really looking forward to this episode. Let's get right to it. Hey, we're joined today by Jackie Hill Perry. Jackie is an artist, a writer, and uh, she is a part of Humble Beast Records, where she uh, is a hip-hop artist with them. Her work has been featured in places uh, like Desiring God, The Washington Times, The Gospel Coalition, all kinds of notable places. She and her husband, Preston Perry, who also is a spoken word artist, they have a daughter named Eden, who's actually not feeling well today. Uh, Jackie, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? I'm great. As long as I don't get her sickness, I'll be even better. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We're also joined uh, by Jamal Clark. Jamal is a local artist here in Dallas, and he runs a ministry called Too Talented. I am twotalented.com, to the number two. And that ministry is one that reaches out to to mostly high school students and uses hip-hop as an art form to try to share the gospel with them. So, Jamal, how are you doing today, buddy? Doing well, doing well. Good. Yeah. I'm glad to have you guys with us. Jackie, why don't you just start us off? For those who maybe don't know you at all, tell us a little bit of your story. Maybe how did you come to know the Lord as we kick off our conversation. Yeah, um, I was kind of raised in church a little bit, not necessarily in my home, uh, but I have some relatives that were believers that would take me to church. Um, but I was still really um, indifferent to Jesus, not because I was offended, but because I just was full on making somebody else Lord, you know what I'm saying? But when I was in um, high school or a little after high school, uh, my convictions just started to increase. Uh, when it came to just my sexuality, uh, we alcoholism, if you want to call it that, or junk, drunkenness, I'll say. Um, just I was just doing me for the most part. But then everything that I had learned about Jesus became very tangible, and it was no longer the- theoretical. And so I just, man, I just felt like I didn't have the option to not repent. It was like a repentance and believing. Um, it kind of became impulsive when I saw Jesus rightly. And so since I was 19 now, uh, I've had the Holy Ghost, and then they loved the Lord well. That's all as that, much as I can. So before <laughs> before nineteen, were you an artist already? Before that, was that coming out in you? Was that something? This nah. has been lifelong, or is this something that came after you met the Lord? Yeah, it became when I was a Christian. I didn't know I had gifts. Uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I was just doing me. I just and I didn't like poetry. I thought poetry was for people who, uh, you know, burned incense in the house. <laughs> and that's just what it. That just wasn't my thing. I listened to music a lot, a whole lot, um, different kinds of music and stuff like that. But I never, I never saw it being something that I would ever do. So how did that start then for you? Is it something like did becoming a Christian did that shape a new view of art? Did it shape a new view of poetry? What was it for you that kind of sparked that uh, that realizing gifts? Did somebody point that out in you, or was it just experimenting with things? 
Yeah, I think it's both. I, I feel like when you become a Christian, then um, it, God uses you. And so it's like, no, I've equipped you with these gifts, and so I need to let you know about these gifts so you can walk in these gifts and make disciples of all nations through these mm-hmm. gifts. And so for me, I was uh, at this community college. I was just incredibly boring. <laughs> and I felt like writing, I was, cause I was always a good writer. I always got A's in English and stuff like that, but I didn't know that that was like a potential gift given by God. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was in class and I started writing, um, about Jesus and I posted it on Facebook. That was when people used to do the Facebook note thing. Um, and then I got like <laughs> a lot of affirmation. Yeah, that was like throwback. I got a lot of affirmation <laughs> for that. And then my pastor, he heard my poetry. Um, and so it was really the affirmation I got within the local church um, that made me want to do it. But I never wanted to do it full time. I never wanted to get paid. I, I didn't even see that. Like that wasn't even my goal or trajectory. And that, w- that wasn't even a platform for that kind of work at the time. It was just, hey, my church likes it. So I'm going to do it on Easter. <laughs> I and love that. After appreciation days, stuff like that. That's great. So like the, the people of God kind of drew it out of you. Jamal, is your story similar to that? Like, were, were you artists before you met the Lord in high <laughs> it school? Was, it was shortly before I met the Lord. It was probably about a year and a half before I became a Christian. Yeah, okay. Well, so. now that you guys are both Christians, both artists, how did... Like, can you explain to me, like, why do you create? What is the drive to do it? I assume it's not just because, like, hey, this is the business. I got to sit down and create. Hopefully, there's some joy in what you do. Jack, I don't know, because honestly, you and I don't know each other, but you should know I am not an artist. I am not super (laughs) creative. I don't have a drive to create. I've never been uh, commended on my poetry publicly. I don't think that's happened yet. Although maybe this is it. Maybe this is the turning the corner. So (laughs) speak to me or the young artist right now. Why do you create? What drives you? Um, I feel like my uh, my immediate motivation started when um, I came out with the, the poem that kind of started my career, if you want to call it that, um, which was a, a poem about my testimony coming out of lesbianism. And I just started to receive all of these messages from people who did not go to church, who were not fans of Christians, um, who were kind of cynical towards Jesus but who wanted him now because they had heard the gospel through my poem. So for me, it felt like, man, if God has given me this gift and it has a way of uh, reaching people that a sermon can't, then how can I not say I'm not going to do it? So I create for that reason. I create because, man, I know like this is like another means for the gospel to get out there and change people's hearts. And I like it. But I, it, that's not it. If I just liked it, I would do it. It's just yeah. too much work for that. I, I was wondering, Jackie, when you wrote that poem, because that's actually, I th- I'm pretty sure, was there a video of that that went viral? Sort of. Yeah. Viral as we know it back in 2000. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like 2000, yeah, 2008. Yeah, I uh, I remember seeing that video, and, and it was that poem is so powerful. Uh, did you know it was going to lead to something like that? Did you have inklings of that or was it just more like Absolutely Okay <laughs> The pastor of the church was like hey you should do your testimony in a poem. I'm like cool Great I really had no idea. Wow so now you make you make hip hop music. Can you tell us a little bit about what is your draw to that particular genre? What do you love about hip hop? What what freedoms does it allow you, or what what do you enjoy about that genre? Maybe Jamal, you can jump in on that too here. But Jackie, mm-hmm. what what is that for you? Um, I like music. I enjoy music, and I, I think the the difference. I think 
I think poetry is harder, to be honest with you, but mm. I think the art form of rap um, allows me to do things that I can't do poetically because um, I've never been a fan of people saying that it's the same thing. It's definitely not the same thing. But I, I've seen where music can go into places that poetry can't. Mm. And so mm. I just don't see people listening to a poetry album for six hours. That's yeah. not going to happen. That's They're not going to be downloading... <laughs> You Spotify just, poetry album. You just offended but some sweet, can, sweet old lady somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure there's a small minority, but that's the exception. Yeah. But there is always music playing in cars. There is always music, oh, yeah. there is always music playing in hotel lobbies or whatever the case may be. And so I think music, um, it, people just have access to it in a way, and they want it in a way that to me is just like, man, this is. This is another means, again, to point people towards Jesus um, and to help people to see the Bible in just different ways and different creative avenues. So for me, it's, it's fun. It's a hobby more than anything. I don't plan to rap for a long time. I just kind of do it. I don't even do it at concerts. I just kind of put the music out there, but it's fun. <laughs> That's great. How about that for you, Jamal? What do you love about hip-hop? Man, um, I love hip-hop just because of the culture. Man, just yeah. like being a part of the culture, there is such um, a unique way of dress, a way of talk. Um, obviously, the music of hip hop, and it's uh, it's it's really inclusive as well. So, like when you're involved in hip hop culture, like it feels like a family. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like what I love about um, about doing hip hop and being you know a Christian hip hop artist is that when you're around other people, there's just like this common language this common culture that uh when you're when you're around other people who understand the language understand the culture and dress the same way it's like man like we we understand each other we're like part of the same same family same culture so okay yeah. so when you guys interact with people and i know these people exist maybe particularly within the church and they just do not understand or do not like hip-hop like what do you say to that person is there a per like, I, I do feel like there's misconceptions, but there's also just, it's a preference, right? People like different kinds of music. What do you say? Like, is it just okay to each his own? Or have you gone through the, like, let me convince you why this is a worthwhile pursuit? <laughs> um, I I don't have as many interactions with that, um, maybe because my contact loves the music. <laughs> yeah. But I think... I think if I if I were, I think I would ask questions. I wouldn't assume because there is a preference thing. I don't like country, and I I don't really think there is much that anybody could do to convince me to like country. Um, <laughs> but I think the difference is the difference is I just don't like the sound. Yeah. But hmm. I don't assume upon like the evil, wicked motives of the reason why the sound is that way. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's one thing that the church has done is because they assume that because hip hop has some weird unbiblical secular or origins that that is an, an inclusive thing as if mm. hip hop in and of itself is not redeemable. When mm -hmm. we all got Apple books, Apple yeah. MacBooks, and we're all wearing jeans and pants mm -hmm. and going to February 21, it's like <laughs> <laughs> and nothing is inherently sinful except us. Yeah. And so. Yeah. Well, so music, one of the things I love about music, so my wife absolutely loves hip hop, right? Like her, she feels like one of her spiritual gifts is being able to rap uh, just about any song that she listens to with great accuracy and uh, cut out all the cuss words she has to in order to do so. Uh, like I, I love hip hop music as well. One of the things I love about music is that it brings people together, people from different backgrounds. And you might be surprised by who likes what. You might be surprised by who likes country music, who likes hip hop music. It brings 
a real clear diversity to the church when we talk about preferences. Do you feel like hip-hop is something that can break down walls for the church, that can bring diversity to a church, that maybe music in general, how does it bring uh, people together? How does it unify people? I think Jamal would be a great person for that answer. Jamal, what do you that think, question. man? How do I mean, you go to a Lecrae concert, KB concert, whoever, I mean, it, like a lot of the kids that are going to be white. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of, you know, little white kids. Uh, and, but it's going to be a diverse crowd as well. Um, so I think hip-hop often, I mean, even like you pull up to a light, you know, one time, mm-hmm. and, you know, you see, you look over, you hear like bass bumping, you hear like a hip-hop song. If and you look driving? over, it may be like this country white dude, you know? <laughs> like that that happens often. So yeah, I feel yeah. like uh, often just the genre, I mean, it's, it's one of the most popular music genres. So I think it unifies people because people, a diverse amount of people like the music. So I think people come together just because there's different types of people who like hip hop. There's also something interesting I think that's happening, especially with Christian hip hop, if you want to term it that. I know it's, I, I don't know if you guys bristle against sort of the, desi- you know, the designations. It's an like, ongoing conversation. Yeah, okay, okay, that's good. Um, <laughs> it is interesting because like maybe in the in the Christian rock world or whatever, uh, there are people who, who might bristle against that. But for the most part, um, it seems right now, especially with hip hop, uh, there are really like there's space for the Christian artist in even in the mainstream hip hop mm. community. Like mm-hmm. Lecra- I mean, Lecrae is an example, right? There's people making inroads. Uh, there's people listening to Lecrae. There's people listening to other Christian hip hop artists who 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 may not be Christians or go to church or you know yeah. any of that. But thematically, um, you could cover. You can talk about Christianity in a way. There's freedom. There. There's freedom there. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think there's like it, it, as far as outreach, you know, Jamal, with what you're doing. I think it's just a really interesting time. I don't know that that same thing is true about like CCM contemporary Christian, you know, rock artists. I don't know that they have a large following of non-Christians, but it, there's something interesting about hip hop right now where that seems to be happening. So like what Jackie was saying, Jackie, what you were saying a minute ago, just about um, people always having it in their cars. People mm-hmm. always, it, there's, there's something about Christian hip hop right now that is just, uh, it's a, it's, there's an opportunity there and God's doing something. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Jamal and Jackie, yeah. do you see that? Do you, are you guys resonating with what I'm saying there? Or? Yeah, I, th- I think technically hip hop is pop music now. Yeah, it is you're right. The yep. popular music yeah. of 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 our day. That's right. And so I think I I really think that's just an outworking of that. Yeah. Um, I, I still think that and Christian music, Christian hip hop music is better. And I mean, you got some people that you know in the early '90s. I wasn't a Christian yet, so I definitely didn't listen to it. But <laughs> early '90s that would argue with me yet at the same time I do think production is better I think quality yeah. is better yep. and I think the music is a lot more honest yep. and so I think yeah. people mm-hmm. who are unbelievers are willing to listen to Christians if Christians are real about what it means to be human and I think we do see um, just kind of uh, a rising in uh, vulnerability in music from the Christian spectrum which is helpful let me follow up on that so most of your art is explicitly Christian but can right. you talk us through, like, is that a conscious choice where you're going, like, I'm, if I'm going to make art, it's going to be for this reason? Or is it because that just happens to be the overflow of your heart and what you're creating? Or And how do you speak to the artist who is a Christian that maybe is creating things that aren't explicitly Christian? What would you say to that person? Yeah, that's just me. I think um, I, one of my spiritual giftings is teaching. And so my bend is Bible. And that's not to say that other, other people's bend isn't Bible, but mine is more, no, how can I affirm? How can I quit? How can I edify? And I feel like the best means to do that is with scripture and with Jesus and with gospel. 
And so that's just kind of what comes out of me. Because to me, it's, it, it, it feels like a waste of my time hmm. to talk about something that does not profit people in eternity. It yeah. just feels like, what am I, what am I doing? I could be at home watching Fixer Upper right now. <laughs> instead of, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm taking time out of my day to write these raps. And so if I'm going to write these raps, I want it to be something that echoes out um, into yeah. somebody's lifestyle. I love and that. And so that's just deep. But I do think, I do think there is a place uh, for Christian artists to be artists that are Christian. And that's fine. That's I good. just think... Um, yeah, I just think it gets weird and it gets sticky because, I mean, you can apply that to plumbers. You can apply that to yeah. teachers. You can apply that to truck drivers. They don't have a fish sticker on their truck. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That doesn't make yeah. any less assistant. But I do feel that there is a wisdom that needs to be involved when, you're, when your art form is a, is a talking art form or mm. a communication That's a great point. Form. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a heavier weight on what you choose to communicate and how you choose to communicate it because our words matter. Matter. So that's, yeah. I don't know. And it's, I think for weird. me, um, like I definitely, like I see myself as an explicitly Christian artist. Um, that's because like same as Jackie, it's like, man, the overflow of my heart like right now is like, man, I just want to, you know, I want to share about the Bible. I want to share about Jesus. I want to share about the gospel. Like the gospel is what, I want to communicate in my music, but I do think that someone like a Lecrae or any other artist is like, man, I want to bring Shalom into the hip hop culture by making a song about fatherhood or making a song mm -hmm. about being a husband or making a song about, you know, saying like how being broke has, you know, given me character, you know, mm -hmm. that was one of the songs on uh, Lecrae's album. Like, I think there's room for that as well. Yeah. Um, where you can, you can preach the gospel in your music. I think, I think both are needed um, to impact culture. Cause, cause the other thing is too, is like when you look at hip hop culture, um, a lot of the the music is dark, and if we're only making music in our subgenre and not um, bringing light to that that place, that dark place, um, mm -hmm. then I think um, there's a lack of Christian presence and shalom that's being brought into that sphere as well. That's good. Well, let's turn the corner a little bit. A lot of the people who will listen to this podcast are pastors, are people that lead in churches. Let's think about this for just a second. If you guys could give advice to a local church about ways that they could better empower artists, which I love that, Jackie, this is your yeah. story. Somebody saw gifts in you and they kind of fanned them into flame, said, hey, use that to serve the church, to serve the body. What are ways that you could advise uh, a local church to say, think about this as you're thinking about empowering artists? What do you think, Jackie? Oh, man, that's hard. Um, I think one, one mistake I see in artists is that they believe that, that that is their ultimate call is to be an artist. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I think there's danger in not shepherding an artist to know that your ultimate call is to be a steward of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's good. And to be disciple making. Hmm. And what yeah, are the gifts, good. the spiritual giftings even that God is giving? Because being a painter or being a poet is not a spiritual gift. It's a talent. Mm -hmm. And so what is the spiritual gifting that God is giving you to equip the church? Let me establish that. Let me give you a firm foundation. And then as we move to you being an artist, I think it gives the artist a right perspective on how they are to walk into their art, how they're to have to not place identity in their art as well, um, and to just have a humble view of how to use it. And so I think be honest with them, you know, because there's some people out here trying to be artists when they need to just be teachers. <laughs> yeah. so I think that's the pastor needs to be um, firm enough to say, well, it, I don't know. It's, 
your call to that per se. And you know, you know if someone is good or not. They they may not be great, but you can sense if they're good and, yeah. and be able to be able to to be gently honest. direct them in the. Yeah, be honest, but also yeah. be affirming in other places that you see God using them. And so I don't know, just. Just be discerning. I love that. That's actually really, really helpful. That so um, one of the things I love about music, and this is not just hip-hop music, but a lot of the opportunities we have in music and in poetry and in art, and this is something you t- you talked about earlier, Jackie, in the responsibility of of kind of shepherding an art form that, re- that revolves around your words. What does that yeah. mean for you for a person who walks in the gospel? Let's talk for just a minute about how this art form or art forms in general can be leveraged as a means for addressing cultural issues. And this is something that I feel like I see Christian artists, particularly hip-hop artists maybe, uh, really try to do this and say, this is what's going on. Let me help shape a perspective or let me help give you a view into a world that maybe you don't understand. And uh, let me use my art form to try to, uh, to tell a story or to be part of the narrative. But how do you think we can leverage uh, hip-hop music or art to address cultural issues? And is that something that is important to you as you're creating? Absolutely. I think um, I think the Bible addresses cultural issues and justice issues and taking care of the widows and stuff like that. And so I think for me as an artist, I talk about what I care about. I care about Jesus and I care about people. Um, and in me caring about people, I care about what the justice system is doing to people. And so that comes out in, in what I write. And I, I think uh, for me also knowing that I have the ear musically or poetically, I have the ear of people who probably won't read The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. Yeah, yeah. Or I have the ear of people who probably won't watch um, 13th by uh, yeah. Ava DuVernay. They probably won't even allow themselves to be exposed to things that will open their minds to a perspective that they're not used to. And so for me, I take advantage of that, knowing that, oh, you popped on this tape thinking you was just going to hear the gospel and not see the gospel in every other... You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, you just thought I was going to talk about the resurrection and not how the resurrection should change how we love people on this earth. And so, yeah, I think if it's in your heart, it will come out in your artwork. Yeah, um, Jam- Jamal, I'm interested in what you, what, how you'd answer that too. Yeah, man. So, I mean, if you look at um, even just the history of hip hop, I mean, the history, looking at the history of hip hop, it was kind of an outcry of the oppression that was happening in inner city communities, like specific, specifically in New York and in Bronx. Um, you think about, you know, saying like the song "The Breaks," you know, what I'm saying uh, like that whole song, like is talking about, you know, what I'm saying uh, different, like broken things that's going on, you know, what I'm saying in this neighborhood. Um, so I think um, as uh, as hip hop artists, I think um, we have, I mean, really like a responsibility uh, to speak into culture, um, and I think I think there's a lot of people who are doing that well like i think i think jack is doing that well i think uh show is doing that well um even if you think about kendrick like kendrick i mean does that i mean you say show you mean show baraka yeah yeah show baraka okay. yeah, yeah, yeah um but yeah i mean you've if, if you look at kendrick you think of you know to pimp to pimp a butterfly you think of um you know saying his latest album i'm not gonna say the, the title <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you think of his uh you know his latest album i mean i mean chance i mean so many so many so many artists are speaking in the culture and i think i think um 
we we definitely shape a lot of people's uh, worldview in sharing our thoughts. Yeah, so and I, the I sense I get is that the reason that some of this music becomes popular is that because it is meaningful. Mm-hmm. That it's not just it's not just the rhythm that we enjoy. It's not just the lyrics that we. It's the meaning behind it to say either because you guys are artists, you are able to say something that I already feel and believe, and now I resonate with it because you said it better than I could have. Or you help me understand a perspective about a cultural issue that I did not have until I hear you say it. And so the kind of work that you guys do as artists, or as you're trying to, Jamal, you're trying to raise up in young men intentionally saying, let me help you train you in this art form to share the gospel this way, that this is important to our culture. So our podcast show is about culture matters. And here we're talking about how do you influence culture and shape culture. Music is a really essential way to do it, but really is a bigger picture art. And to your point, Jackie, art that uses words, the responsibility of the Christian, this is a big deal. It's mm-hmm. not waste time doing something else. Is there anything that, uh, Jackie, you're working on right now that, um, Matt, what's, what's the current project? What's the current cultural issue? Or what's the current thing that's on your mind that you're like, this is this is what I'm trying to create around right now? Um, and if you want to well, just let it loose on not- here, you just want to <laughs> start freestyling, just go ahead. I'm not good at that. Um, <laughs> I try not to free. I try not to create with right now in mind. I try to create um, with right now and the next five, 10, 15 years. Because you want to create things that are lasting. Yeah, timeless. um, For the most part. And so I'm creating, if if that's the word for it, I'm working on my book, uh, which will be out in in summer 2018, uh, which will be just talking about my story, but kind of instructional about all things sexuality. Well, not all things, but sexuality and really how they relate to the gospel and how the Lord Jesus has made a way to redeem our sexuality and um, yeah. just help us work through that. Does that um, have a title? Early yet? 2018. Uh, it is. I just can't let you know about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it, uh, it, it'll be out there in the world, though, when, it, when, it, when, it, when they okay. let me know. Um, so what, so when, I, 20, when I'm allowed early to find out. <laughs> okay, exactly. That's awesome. Early 2018 will be my book. And so this year has just been me um, doing both of those at the same time. Well, awesome. Well, Jackie, I hope that you keep creating and I hope that you keep pouring into people the way you have. And I really hope that you continue to see that the church is someplace that's encouraging for you as an artist that recognizes the talent that you have and the gift it is to the body. It's certainly a gift to us. So thank you so much for the time you've given us today. And we pray that the Lord just continues to bless your efforts in that direction. Amen. All right. Thank you, Jackie. Appreciate it. And Jamal, thanks for being with us today too, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for giving us your insight and thanks for all the work you do with uh, young people in our community to see, man, the gospel shared and men prepared for what's next. Thanks, Jamal. Thanks for being here. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. It was produced by David Roark, sound engineering by Chris Sterrett, the man who records everything and plays back only the most embarrassing things we say in the studio. On our next episode, we're going to be talking about movies, 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 and we'll probably even nerd out a little bit about the new Star Wars episode that drops... That's my Chewbacca. <laughs> is that what that was? Because for a second, I was, like a, I was terrified. It you. came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you next time. God bless. <laughs>